Hello and welcome to another hometown daily news show season two episode 104 for April 14th 2023. What's the meaning of this? Oh, a felony. And here's the quick rundown of the articles we're going to be talking about tonight. Thieves stole at least 1 million coins. Oh, it's only $100,000. Okay. Uh, methamphetamine has been detected in the airborne drug pollution testing in Oceania, which is an interesting, interesting test bed. Uh, before I get distracted, let's keep on going. Kill it with fire. VR is an, uh, era, <laughs> arabophobes worst nightmare. I guess if you don't like spiders, um, the first look at the Cybertruck's comically large windshield wiper in action. I remember wondering about that because it was in place at one point where I saw it. We'll talk about it. The Mage Seeker brings in the action in a game that both uh, non-league fans and diehards can enjoy. This is a League of Legends game. Uh, EA shares new trailer for its single-player single shooter that has uh, magic spells. Apple TV launches a multi-view sports streaming uh, feature tonight uh, for beta stream users. So you're going to have to uh, install some test software, test flight. And um, Michigan Paper Mill closes temporarily because of a fungal illness. 800 people, 21 people have the fungal infection. A man who threatened a... Uh, Miriam Webster office with a bomb and some other things uh, figures out what the definition of felony is and gets a year of prison. Hackers want eight figures in a ransom payment for data they stole from Western Digital, which is interesting. And the first U.S. state to ban TikTok and impose a $10,000 fine per violation they're going after our apps <laughs> let's get into the shoe hello hello i am mayor watt that is hometown.com and up there is the visualizer for the voice of the massive brain that is the ai the one, the only AI. You want to say hi? Good evening, hometown citizens. And that might be overstated, but thank you. Huge tracks of bandwidth. Just massive. The amount of knowledge contained in the AI is awe-inspiring. <laughs> Same with mine. Mine, my, the amount of information in my brain is awe-inspiring, but it's more like a aw, and not really <laughs> the same kind of awe. Anyway, so we've already selected 11 articles for today. I ran through them really quick. Let's get right into it. We'll make it a quick day. Uh, I, I'm pondering if I'm going to stream immediately after this. I don't know yet. I have to 
I always have homework and when I'm done with the show, I have to make sure that it ends up in all the places where it needs to be. It's not a fully automated Death Star at this point, but we'll see. Let's, let's at least do the articles. What say you, AI? Sounds great. Sounds great. I'm going to turn you up a little bit. Okay. So the very first article for today is um, apparently some thieves are kicking sacks of metal now thinking that maybe maybe they accidentally stole these dimes thinking that they were rocks. That's right. I mean, this could have come full circle. So this is in the Daily News show. Thieves stole at least one million dimes. That's one hundred thousand dollars from a cargo truck parked uh, overnight in a Philadelphia Walmart, according to uh, police. Uh, Let me copy this real quick and throw it into the show notes so you'll be able to see it here in the VOD. They've all been uploaded over to hometown.showbot.tv where you can vote on these articles. And we keep it in mind when we go parsing all of our news. So thieves made off with an unusual bounty from a Walmart parking lot in Philadelphia on Thursday. On sale, apparently, one million dimes or a hundred thousand dollars. Can you imagine? You run up to the, you run up to this cargo truck, and you're like, "Yeehaw! We are crushing it. We are gonna steal this. This is like Ocean's 1.5 or something." <laughs> exactly. We are going to steal. I've made a plan. I have a set of skills. I'm going to steal this big old bag of coins and the bag right next to it were gold coins but you happened to grab the dimes or worse right the um the rocks (laughs) or the rocks yeah Oh, oh watch it actually end up being rocks that would be funny So the truck was carrying $750,000 in dimes from a Philadelphia U.S. mint um, to Florida. Happened to stop by a Philadelphia Walmart. And somebody took the opportunity to, I don't know, change the situation. (laughs) So I can't figure out how this was stopped there overnight like was it guarded it just seems like something's off here it's weird so this article is over at businessinsider.com sarah jackson is the author of it and um <clears throat> out of a out of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in dimes a hundred thousand were stolen from the cargo truck that was parked overnight so let's see if we can figure out why it was actually there. This article was sourced from like six ABC and associated press and NBC 10 and Philadelphia police captain, John Ryan. Um, They've seen similar cargo thefts in recent months, including thefts of lamb, chicken, TVs, refrigerators, and alcohol. Okay. That's quite the assortment. Like, what kind of store are these people running? It's Walmart, for crying out loud. They have everything. Maybe they're creating a Walmart competitor? 
Yeah, that's. I mean the thieves. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the thieves. <laughs> hey, uh, I have a plan. So we're not going to actually use the money to start up our business. We're going to steal all of the stuff that's just going to be populating our shelves. So here's a chicken and here is a lamb, right? Is that? Yeah. Lamb. Uh, oh, we'll put, we'll put the TV in between the two, just in case somebody wants to impulse shop a TV and it, you got to keep your lamb and chicken cool. So you're going to get a refrigerator. And you never know when you need just a metric right. ton After of dimes. At the end of the day. <laughs> That's right. I think you put all of the pieces together. So I the carrier so. responds. Maybe this is a new scheme that we're not aware of. Yeah, I, like I said, I think that it's more like Ocean's negative eleven, negative eleven than Ocean's eleven. John Chu, the acting chief of police affairs at the U.S. Mint, told NBC10 in a statement, the carrier responsible for the shipment is a commercial contractor and is personally insured against incidents of loss or theft. The Mint has implemented countermeasures to aid in the prevention of similar types of theft in the future. I know what the countermeasure is. I know. I don't have any insider information. But I am a subject matter expert in lounging in Walmart parking lots overnight. They've implemented a, a, ma a major tactical reversal. Don't park overnight in a Walmart. Well, that's exactly lot. it. Like, if why wasn't the route planned so they didn't have to stop overnight? I mean, there's just so many questions I have. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why this thing should have been an overnight thing anyway. I think you can get from there to there in, what, 24 hours? Easy? Maybe? I believe so. And if you can't, Let me see. could you stop in a more secure area or stay guarded or whatever? <laughs> so, let's see. <clears throat> We're going to do this live. Uh, the other <laughs> articles, how long it is. Yeah. 16 hours from Baltimore or wait, no. Cause it, we're going to, from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That's what it said. Philadelphia. It didn't right? say what city we're going to. I don't think. Okay. So we'll just do from the heart of Phila. Well, we'll go from Philadelphia all the way down. It's still 20 hours, 16 hours. If you actually drive. So you got a, a two person shift. Well, that's exactly it, right? Like go sleep on the dimes. <laughs> Sounds a little lumpy. And look, if I can go from coast to coast solo and not sleep, I'm pretty sure two two people could do this. But hey, pay him overtime. But hey, what is a hundred thousand dollars lost to the four wins? You know, it's not a big deal. I still think there's more to this. How did somebody know? I mean, it just couldn't have been a random theft. Why not? Maybe they because have. Because there were other enticing things like lambs and chickens and TVs. <laughs> they have a sixth sense. Oh, boy. Let's move on. The next article is over in the mobile channel. This one was troubling to me. I've never heard of anything like this before. So I thought it was really fascinating. 
Um, it's in the Marble Channel. Methamphetamine detected in first test in Oceania um, for airborne drug pollution. So they're running tests in the air and they're finding meth, nicotine, caffeine, and THC, tetrahydrocannabinoid. Oh my gosh, I cannot. THC. Tetrahydrocannabinol. It's THC for crying out loud. <clears throat> anyway, they were detected in downtown Auckland air in the first study of its type in New Zealand and Australia. Okay, so I maybe understand the t nicotine and the THC, maybe, but I wouldn't even think those would be detectable necessarily. But I really don't understand the other items. Hey, well, a little bit of research and you can find pretty much anything that if you're looking. Um, because they're finding ways of detecting where drugs are in prominence based on sewage water, even illnesses um, like hot zones. They're testing the sewage water and they're finding drugs and they're finding illness spikes in regions. And so they have sensors in various places now. Right. But I guess I don't understand the airborne nature of some of this. But anyway. It's blowing around meth. It's in the winds. Hey man, that's, it's a naturally occurring drug in the wind. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> but anyway, traces caught by filters at a pollution monitoring site on custom street near the bottom of queen street where, uh, analyzed by uh, scientists at Y Papa. Ta I guess it's Tamata. Tamata Roo. Sorry. You have to say it like that. Um, University of Auckland. So the largest concentration of meth detected was 104 picograms per cubic meter of air. Uh, it seems like that is really high, but I wouldn't know because I'm not an airborne drug analyst. Um, but 104, where you can measure a cubic meter of air and actually detect meth, seems like it would be high. The average hey. for... <laughs> The average for 10 samples over five weeks was 24.8 picograms per cubic meter. So I guess it's like a steady state for crying out loud. Quote, assuming an active dose of five milligrams and 16 cubic meters of air inhaled per person each day, it would take an individual over 8,000 years to, in in to inhale an active dose. So I guess it's not that much, but hey, you're inhaling meth. I know. I still think that's a problem, but um, I am glad they put that statistic in there because I was wondering about that. So the paper was actually published in Atmospheric Pollution Research. There is a journal for everything. I, there might be one for underwater BB stacking, um, competitive underwater BB stacking, that is. Unsurprisingly, nicotine had the highest average concentration of the four drugs at 4.98 nanograms. Um, a little bit more per cubic meter, a level lower than in many cities overseas. So they're comparing against other places, but meth apparently is higher, but not nicotine. So congratulations, you're not smoking as much, but congratulations, you're also higher in meth ambient temperature. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know what to make of that stat. So caffeine in the air apparently is coming from the source of steaming takeaway coffees 
and THC from people smoking cannabis were both detected at lower average concentrations than in studies elsewhere. Yay, so lower caffeine, but higher meth. Hmm. Yeah, so now they're going to be carrying out other drugs uh, for, you know, I call, I'm referring to it as like ambient air temperature of the drugs, right? So how much of it is just kind of hovering in space? So now they're going to be looking at cocaine, fentanyl, heroin. They tested for meth already, MDMA, uh, to, to track drug consumption in communities around the country. This is interesting. I didn't even know that they tested for this in the air and... I also wonder if they get a heavy concentration of something somewhere like really off the charts. Do they really start investigating that separately from the research and go, hmm, there's a huge spike in fill in the blank drug in this location. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I wonder if they're going to do this, kind of make it more publicly known. Hmm. I don't know if this is related to air pollution though, but they talk, they dropped this little number down here at the very bottom. 3,300 premature deaths are related to air pollution um, in one location. But right above this, they bring up microplastics and draw attention to it by saying microplastics swirling in Auckland's air are equivalent to more than 3 million plastic bottles falling from the sky every year according to the colleagues that put this together and they showed it in a separate study published in December. Um, I think that is absolutely fascinating because Marwat is very much not pro plastic. It's basically a necessary evil until we can find a better solution um, or at least design a better plastic that, that doesn't turn into microplastics that have apparently embedded themselves in everything everywhere all the time it's the worst movie ever that's right hey they were um lecturing on this topic and they tested in the <laughs> in the lecture hall and found the same problems which is kind of ironic but yep it's pretty amazing it's everywhere and what you need in homes by the way homes aren't sealed they're not hermetically sealed they breathe um and so if your air conditioning is on it's pushing air out various ways and outside pressure air pressure sometimes pushes the air back in in your house kind of breathes swells uh, it's not hermetically sealed um, the only way you can get really close to hermetically sealed is by basically doing a 3d print of a house with cement walls um, and even then you have CO2 issues to worry about. So you always need air circulating. What you're going to have to do if you're going to get purified air in your house is to get HEPA filtered um, air conditioning systems. And, and those tend to get a little bit of a challenge because you have to regularly swap those filters out. Otherwise they get clogged and blow out either a fuse or uh, the fans go bad or something else happens um, at any rate interesting article definitely um, and there it is in the chat let me see if I can yeah, I can't even get rid of it 
So let me do something. Sorry for the dead air, folks. Um, okay, so the first look at Cybertruck's comically large windshield wiper in action. Late Night Geeks is where this article is housed, but it was sourced from The Verge. A drone view of the giant wiper blade stretched across Cybertruck's windshield is going to be seen on this as we go over to <laughs> the... Uh, the picture here, it says the drone view of the giant wiper blade stretched across the Cybertruck's windshield. And that's it right there, I think. Um, it's this big old beast of a thing. Let me see if I can uh, get a little closer look. Um, when I had first seen the Cybertruck. Um, oh, yeah, there it is. See? That's crazy. This thing has to be like three feet long. <laughs> so just wildly large you can see it from orbit apparently anyway um the video shot by brad sloan above tesla's texas gigafactory uh, location on thursday and surfaced by electric um, shows the Cybertrucks undergoing a wind tunnel test at the 1342 mark you can see the truck's single xl wiper blade start moving with a decent reach across the majority of the windshield says maybe it's the angle, but it does seem like an improvement over some prototypes we've seen. If that's an improvement, man, that is just, that is a level of rigidity that unsurpassed. So I guess compliments to the engineers, but. Yeah, uh, but good luck when you have to replace the windshield wiper. Yeah, it's just one big old honking whatever. You're not going to get that aftermarket, that's for sure. So uh, Thomas Ricker over at The Verge uh, put the article together. And um, yeah, it says Tesla's big boy blade is big, but is it final? I don't know. I, I'm not sure if um, the various regulatory bodies are going to say that this is okay. Because if it fails... You have nothing else wiping the blade, wiping the windscreen. At least when you have two of them, you can get one at least is still That's functioning true. and you'd be able to see through your screen, even if you have to lean over and still drive, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I really, I have nothing. I have no dog in this hunt. All I know is that that is one big ass wiper blade. <laughs> But let's keep on going. Today's news um, was kind of weird. So um, let's keep on hustling through it. Uh, the Mage Seeker brings the action in a game that both uh, non-league fans and diehards can enjoy. The reason why this uh, has that non-league fan concept in there um, is that uh, it's the team at Digital Sun has done the impossible. They got this author interested in... Uh, something League of Legends related, thanks to Mage Seeker, a gorgeous new RPG that um, they got to check out. So let's go over to this game RPG site. They were at PAX. Um, Scott White is the author of this. 
Um, let's see here. Known for their previous title, 2018's Moonlighter, the latest release from uh, Digital Sun is a stark departure. While still retaining some of the high quality sprite work and focus on the gameplay that, that they excel at. Um, so I don't think that there's a video, but this is the artwork that you'll see here. Um, I guess I, I won't really be able to show any of the gameplay because it's only stills, but um, maybe it'll be. Yeah, I, I can't even tell you. They say that it's going to be available uh, April 18th on PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox, Switch, Steam, Epic Store, and GOG. Um, let's see. I'm going to try and see if there is something in here that kind of describes it there was, a little more succinctly. Um, if you go down below the next photo, I think there was a description of it. So think Mage a Seeker. police force that tracks down and deals with rogue mages and spell users who was imprisoned prior to the start of the game and has managed to break out. Gotcha. That's who you're playing, I guess. Yeah, and it's taking place in the land of Demacia, a world where magic and splendor can be found in equal parts. All is not as grand as it may appear on the surface as Silas will be forced to contend with his past as a mage seeker while working to bring down their oppressive regime while trying to discover the reasons behind his wrongful imprisonment. So it gets pretty complex right out of the gate, but it is a mage. Uh, the mage seeker is a spin-off league of legends, world building, um, game. Um, so if you're into league of legends, you'll probably dig this too. Maybe not. I don't know. And according to the author, you might like it if you're not into league of legends. That's right. So the next um, article is in the Late Night Geeks channel. EA shares new trailer for its single-player shooter with magic spells. EA on Thursday released a new trailer for Immortals of Avium, a single-player first-person magic shooter the company is publishing under its EA Originals label. The game is being developed by Ascendant Studios, which is made up of BAFTA and Game of the Year award-winning industry veterans. They don't name them, um, which is kind of depressing. But uh, based on the trailer, it's hard to tell exactly what to expect from uh, Immortals of Avium outside of a standard saving the world plot. So let's go over to TheVerge.com. Jay Peters is the author of this, and it's going to be released July 20th. Um, they have this little quote here. Uh, players experience this visceral and cinematic story-driven game through the eyes of Jack as he, and it's spelled J-A-K, as he joins an elite order of battle mages, masters all three colors of magic, blue, green, red, and uh, decimates legions of enemies with clever chained attacks and well-timed counters, combining a modern story with a fantasy setting. The world of Avium is filled with unforgettable characters, fast-paced action, and spell-based combat that defies FPS conventions. Uh, what's the implication of that? Frames per second. So it's going to defy first FPS. First-person shooter. First shooter. Um, so, yeah, right when you said it, I was like, oh, okay, so first-person shooter uh, or frames per second. So first-person <laughs> shooter conventions. Um 
it doesn't matter if you're a mage or you're shooting a gun it's still you're firing a projectile on a projectile of some kind anyway it's going to be released on ps5 xbox and pc on july 20th it's the second originals launched this year in february the label released wild hearts a monster hunter like game from koi tecmo which I did not like Wild Hearts at all. Everything was so squishy and just a bullet trap. You just, it was work, 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 work. But a lot of people dug it. Um, so I, I never really remarked on it until now. Um, but I, I don't know. I hope that this is going to be uh, better. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a little bit of the little reveal. Uh, but not much. No audio. Looks like the dude just got eaten by a dragon. I hate and when that, that happens. Yeah, I hate when that happens too. None of this though is like in game. This is cinematics or something. Um, definitely not actual combat. Let me see if I can get into anything that's play. I don't think any of this is play. So basically it's a first person shooter except with magic and not lead or lasers. But that looks like a laser to me. I don't know, interesting premise. Yeah, I mean it looks like it could be fun. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll have to I'll take a look and um, come back to it when it gets released. But there's a lot of stuff that's coming right around that time. So yeah, it um, looks like it's going to be a busy year for game releases. Yep. Everything's everything old is new again. So like post pandemic, everybody is getting back into the saddle of creating stuff. Um, Apple TV launches multi-view sports streaming tonight for beta users. This is in the Smack Talk channel uh, via Tom's guide. Apple is tonight launching the rumored multi-view feature. For Apple TV sports streaming in beta, the feature will be available uh, on today's MLB Friday Night Baseball streams for customers using Apple TV 4K and tvOS 16.5 beta. The feature will also be available for the dozen uh, MLS season pass games this weekend, and Apple hasn't officially announced when the multi-view feature will be available to everyone. Um, this is over at 9to5mac.com. Benjamin Mayo is the author. There isn't really much to this article. Um, and they have this, the, 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 um, the image for the article is a, a, a big white image with, uh, a, well, it seems like a really small screen, but it has the four multi-view, uh, streaming, uh, images on it from, I assume it's the same game it, four different perspectives from the same game um, or it's four different games, but I can't tell because the picture is so small um, and I don't have a small screen here, folks. This image is just, it's made for ants. Um, anyway, we'll have to wait and see <clears throat> when this actually launches. Uh, it looks because like you can add different games. Yeah, up to four games. Yeah, it has an add game button. Um, 
and so yeah. but in here i couldn't tell if it was four different here we games couldn't see exactly um, so it looked like it might be the same one just a wonky <laughs> display anyway it says start watching a game and then within the video player uh use the add game button to add another stream alongside it um i can imagine that this is going to gobble up bandwidth because if you're pulling four different streams into your one apple tv uh, yeah it's gonna it's gonna be gobbling up bandwidth um or they're gonna have to lower resolution something is gonna have to get optimized so yeah, you can add up to four. Uh, the feature only works with games streamed by Apple through the TV app right now, and that means Friday Night Baseball or MLS Soccer, at least for now. I'm sure that others will buy into that API and then be able to facilitate that same thing. I love the idea of it. Um, I don't want it to only be sports, though. I'd love to have multiple channels on there. Um, well, maybe they'll expand it if this <clears throat> is a success. It's very uh, back to the future, like in one of the in one of the uh, movies, he uh, tells the uh, screen to put like 12 different channels on the on the big screen. It was pretty cool. I would love to do that. OK, let's keep on hustling through the news. And um, there you go in the chat. Um, Michigan paper mill temporarily closes due to fungal illness. This is in the daily news show channel, uh, paper mill in Northern Michigan is closing up for three weeks at for scrubbing after authorities confirmed that at least 21 cases of fungal infection among the workers and dozens more probable cases are being investigated because the paper mill in Northern Michigan apparently has some blastomycosis related to a fungus that grows on moist soil soil and decomposing woods and leaves some some paper um and it says blastomycosis does not pass from person to person the department said common symptoms are cough fever shortness of breath joint pain and weight loss where do i sign up for that um (laughs) sorry bellarude paper mill and escanaba um up in Michigan, uh, which employs more than 800 people, will close temporarily, and it'll do a deep cleaning in high traffic areas through the mill. What about the, the low traffic ones? Any traffic ones? Exactly. Um, now, I do think it's good that it's not person to person, but yeah, it's still concerning that they have so many cases. Now, maybe they just had a high concentration of it in a place that a lot of people were working. Yeah. Well, good luck to them says the mill produces paper for magazines, catalogs, books, and other products. Billerud is based in Sweden, uh, but they have a local facility, apparently. Uh, to me, uh, you know how to solve this? You, you transition away from paper products. Physical media is dead. <laughs> Physical media is dead, yes. Okay, so this is the... Looks like this is the first documented industrial outbreak of this fungus in the U.S., Oh, wow. So I'm not sure that's a good stat. Yeah, you never want to be number one, but I wonder if they'll, if they, during this process, they figured out where it's actually sourced from. They know that it's in that manufacturing plant, but did it come from something they've processed? Exactly. 
Like I well, told. Well, maybe they can tell by the people that are ill. Maybe they all work in a certain area. Area. It's highly focused. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I told a company that does woodworking that the thing that they are saying is nothing more than a powder that comes off of the wood that they were working with was actually a fungus. Um, but they said, just wipe it away. And I'm like, no, it's a little more involved than that. Um, but they just ignored what I said. So, um, yeah. Okay. Let's move on. The next article is, uh, in the daily news show, man who threatened uh, to bomb Miriam Webster offices over gender identity definitions sentenced to year in prison. And it has the oddest rationale for why they only gave him a year and why he's not a threat. But okay, a California man got a year in prison over threats to Miriam Webster and other businesses. And although the title of the episode is, um, what's the meaning of this? Oh, a felony. Um, the, <laughs> this person, um, said that they were going to bomb and do other threats, um, against various people. It says, uh, they went to prison. Jeremy Hansen made threats related to gender, including some related to the definition of female. Hansen's lawyer said that due to his mental health issues, it's unlikely he would act on his threats. Now I have a different opinion, but I'm not a an expert in mental health. <laughs> they said uh, they pleaded guilty to making online threats to shoot up and bomb the offices of dictionary publisher, Miriam Webster. I'm, I hope that wasn't the rationale in the sentencing. I know that was the lawyers arguing that, but. So Aaron McDade over at businessinsider.com put the article together. Um, let me see. Um, at the time of his arrest, prosecutor said he also threatened several other brands and organizations online, including the ACLU, Lando Lakes, and Hasbro, along with staff members of the Northern uh, University of North Texas and Loyal Marymount University. Three years of supervised release, one year in prison, restricting, uh, the, during which Hansen's attorneys suggested restricting him from owning. Uh, firearms or accessing the internet. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, they also asked that he continue to receive medication and mental health treatment. See, with people who are autonomous, they have to choose to take their medication. And if they don't, then obviously their mental health issues can um, be activated. He was diagnosed with autism and, uh, and uh, OCD as a teenager, and that experts determined he's unlikely that he would act on these threats. Uh, I'm, I'm troubled because you won't know. Um, Hansen used an anonymous account to post threatening responses to new definitions added to the words like female on Merriam Webster's website. Um, yeah. I don't believe that this would be the end of it, but like I said, I'm not the men mental health expert. Um, but you don't typically, you know, this, this gets amplified 
particularly in this day and age, because you can always find an audience that will identify with your statements and it might become an echo chamber, much like that discord server of a bunch of people who just released uh, classified, documents. classified documents, but I don't for the life of me, uh, I think that there's more to that. Um, but in this particular instance, this person obviously has messaging formed an opinion, could act on it, did to a point, but it was nipped in the bud by authorities that believed the person was going to be a threat. And it was, and the justice system was activated well enough that they stopped it. Well, and they thought it was enough of a threat that they closed down offices, but I realized that might not be their here nor there toward when they found the suspect, et cetera. But right. um, I do find it odd though, that a dictionary publisher is the source of somebody's threat because if they have any concern, it's a societal one. It has nothing to yeah. do with the people publishing the dictionary. Yeah, and that that discussion keeps popping up here in Ohm Town that there are societal issues that are trying to be regulated away. Um, but society is the reason why these regulations get put into effect. So how do you regulate mental health other than making it a mandated everybody has access to mental health and society encourages it but there's a large swath of society that doesn't encourage seeking mental health in fact they'll some members will see that it's a weakness and say that uh, certain people, uh, even certain lumps, in groups or out groups, but it's always an out group. Um, some out groups um, are unstable because they have mental health issues, but that's not what mental health is all about. Mental health is actually knowing that you have uh, concerns about your well-being, your mental well-being, and that you're not a sociopath because you have feelings and emotions and, uh, you know, fears and whatnot that are pressing upon you and you want to seek assistance and not just go, screw you. I am who I am, no matter what I am, and don't get in my way. You know, one is society-centric and one is antisocial. Maybe somebody out there can figure it out and if they have trouble with it, they can come and talk here on hometown daily news show. Anyway, let's keep on hustling through the news. We got two more articles, including this one, and uh, we'll get through this um, before, before the whole hour is up. It seems, um, although I want to say something at the end. So hackers want a minimum of eight figures in ransom um, for data that they stole from Western Digital last month. Hackers are threatening to publish stolen data from recent um, breaches at uh, Western Digital Systems in March unless the company pays a hefty ransom. But the hard drive maker is not playing ball. Yeah, I mean, they really shouldn't. It empowers people to do this kind of crap. Um, they stole, hackers stole at least 10 terabytes of uh, company's data, including customer information. Now, some of it might actually be uh, accessible, but 
Um, George Jimenez over at uh, PCGamer.com put the article together. Um, I love they the have stock a, image of a hacker here. <laughs> yeah, it's just a like a standard Getty image. Oh, it is a Getty image. Um, what's really interesting about this is that they have this little... I, don't, I need to look up what that is. This little below the byline is this little quote, cut the crap, get the money and let us both go our separate ways. I wonder if that's actually part of the demand letter. Yeah. So Western digital revealed a network security incident where unauthorized third parties gained access to a number of company systems. They also admitted that the attackers uh, obtained certain data from its systems but didn't release any additional information about what was stolen yeah you never want to confirm what was actually stolen um at least not publicly <clears throat> um, oh and there is that statement it is from the demand uh, interesting that's really interesting it says we only need a one-time payment and then we'll leave your network and let you know about your weaknesses no lasting harm has been done but if there are any efforts to interfere with us our systems or anything else we will strike back and then at the very end of that i guess exchange it says cut the crap get the money and let us go our uh, both go our separate ways simply put let us put our egos aside and work to find a resolution to this chaotic scenario well they're the ones creating the chaos that's in a crazy language i don't think i've seen anything like that in a previous publicly released demand but yeah it's like wow they're so well grounded you know what i agree let let me give you how many millions at least eight digits right so somewhere greater than nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine so at least $10 million or $1 million. Or I mean, has that million. language worked for them on, I wonder if others have received the same uh, <laughs> ransom note. Yeah. Just give me your password and we'll go our separate ways. All right. Well, anyway, hackers want a minimum of eight figures from Western digital. Well, and the thing eh. I don't understand with these things, in addition to not incentivizing them, is what stops them from later releasing the same information because they've already accessed the system or the data. Absolutely nothing. Yep. And they could sit there and tell you the way that they got in, but it doesn't have to be the actual way that they got in as long as they have a fall on uh, or a knock on other way to get in. They could tell you a valid way that they got in. Hell, they could have put it there and then well, that's true. <laughs> go through the original weak hole. I mean, or they it, could have gone in three ways and told you one of them or exactly, whatever. Exactly. So I always tell people that, you know, just don't don't buy anything. Don't don't try and buy your security back. You know, tell them, hey, you know what? We have a bounty, a bug bounty program. We'll pay you our bug bounty. You tell us what it is and we'll evaluate how much it's worth and we'll pay you. And if it's worth 10 million, then we'll give you 10 million. But I, I can tell you right now that our data isn't worth 10 million because we have a cold storage across the street that's air gapped from our systems. That's only a month old. So we'll lose a month worth of data. But guess what? We're a multi-billion dollar corporation. 
not only will we make that money back, that information back, but we will put you on the wanted list, you know? <laughs> and if this is done in the United States and where, where do they say it actually took place? Oh, I don't think they did say. Yeah, but I mean, I mean if, it, if it's online, it probably could be tracked down. Yeah. Uh, if it's in the United States, it's just relentless. If the people, the, the people that did the hack are domestic, they're screwed. They're going to be caught. Um, and it, it's not going to be nice, you know? Um, it's interesting because of this article, I wonder if we'll see any activity, you know, or are they suddenly going to release the data or something because this was put out to the media? Yeah. So, because it even says if Western Digital doesn't pay the ransom, the hackers say they will uh, release the data on the website of the ransomware group Alpha V or Alpha V, um, which they claim they have no direct affiliation with. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, interesting. I I interesting take. So, um, let's um, move on to the next article. The last one for today. U.S. first U.S. state to uh, put a ban on TikTok with a $10,000 fine per violation. TikTok has been battling the possibility of a ban in the United States for years. It's actually come to fruition in within the last quarter. Uh, now lawmakers in Montana voted to approve a first of its kind bill that would ban the social uh, popular social media app across the state. Um, I hear a lot of people talking about this and it's both one way or the other you know don't ban it or ban it or whatever the violation is or whatever the slide on society is all kinds of stuff algorithmic nonsense this way or that way um chance miller over at 95mac.com put the article together and it's montana that's passing a, a first statewide ban and the way that it reads is that the companies that enable TikTok to distribute into Montana will be held accountable for blocking TikTok from being distributed in Montana. But since we have a cellular network, unless you're doing deep packet inspection, you're going to have people <coughs> accessing TikTok. Plus VPNs allow access to TikTok. True, and what about people maybe traveling in and out of the state. I mean, I don't know. I can just think of a bunch of variations. So it's, I, I don't know how it's going to be enforced, um, but it reads like they're going to go after Google and Apple, the two major players in the app store. So you're not allowed if you are in Montana to download and install the app, TikTok. If you already have it, and somebody reaches into your system and grabs it, we're talking nightmare fuel here because the last time this happened was 1984 when Amazon did it with their um, ebook, the Kindle. It was uh, improperly licensed for distribution through a reseller and people who bought it had the book taken off of their shelf in the dead of night without oh, authorization. Wow. And that raised all kinds of hell with people and rightfully so because me holding my Kindle and you reaching over and deleting a book out of it is tantamount to you 
coming into my house in the dead of night and stealing a book off of my shelf. This just screams ignorance of what society is because you can't regulate your way out of a societal mechanism. TikTok is socially driven. They want entertainment. They want knowledge. They want community people. So if you sit there and say, well, you're not allowed to have this app. I'm sorry. I'm a grown ass adult. I should be allowed to install whatever app I want. Yeah. I mean, and if this does get traction elsewhere, I mean, would Apple and Google possibly take draconian steps for new downloads? Maybe. I, I don't know. This, this screams I just don't see nut. how this works. Oh, absolutely. Like, I just don't get it. It screams regressive wingnut. Now, I understand the problem between the CCP and TikTok and the idea of ByteDance being tied to TikTok and being tied to CCP and it being installed on government devices. Well, hate to break it to all of the government employees, you know, you're not supposed to be putting freaking TikTok on your phone. You right. Know, I don't know how you need that for your work and you're not allowed to use your devices for things that aren't related to work. Right. So you're putting it on your personal device. Well, you know, this is why we can't have nice things because now your personal device is a security breach. If it is pinging back location data to remote servers, particularly in China, and you happen to be standing outside your skiff, guess what? You're relaying the damn information from your location to somebody else without authorization. So that's why we have containers like skiffs, but you shouldn't be doing that on a military base at all. You should leave your personal device somewhere else. Um, put it in a lock box somewhere on the base and, and lock that thing down and, and they could kill the whole signal there. You know, it could be a, a, um, a, a big metal box that acts as a Faraday cage and blocks the cell signal. So nothing's going to get in or out, but then you use your government device while you're on the, on a base, um, or on government, uh, duty. Now, a lot of people are going to get bent out of shape of that because I'm sitting there saying, well, you shouldn't be carrying around your personal device and you shouldn't have TikTok on it, but you have to understand there are people out there that are the polar opposite in our designs for, um, our society versus our culture versus their culture. You know, we are at odds. Now, if the government says you can't have this device, this software on your device and you're willy nilly walking around with it and it's been demonstrated that it's exfiltrating data, you have to abide by your gig. It isn't about rights at that point. It's about divulging sensitive information, including your location. It's not that hard to build a roadmap of everybody that has a TikTok device uh, application installed if it's exfiltrating data. So just don't do it. But this, if it goes beyond the government employee, and tries to get applied to just regular citizens. Well, this that's is, what this 
is, although it's not targeting the citizens, but in effect it is. Right? Because right? like Apple's not going to want a Montana citizen to have this because they don't want to get fined. So then that means the citizen doesn't get it. But this Apple. this will end up in the Supreme Court because it's an attack on constitutional rights. Oh, absolutely agreed. <laughs> I should be able to install as a citizen any app that is legal and TikTok hasn't done anything illegal. It's just something that the government doesn't like the idea of, but other apps in the United States do it. Uh, right. Oh, absolutely. That's the other thing. Like there's all this focus on TikTok and I realize it has a huge following, but it's not TikTok only that's right. the concern. And and what I, what we are talking about the ai and i are we're talking about the one thing just we're just talking about the fact that the app should or shouldn't be installed on a device right not even the culture the the social aspects of tiktok that's a whole other discussion right or even somebody's livelihood i mean people make money millions on of dollars yes yep Businesses distribute information about their products and services through TikTok. Um, it's your your message gets amplified in TikTok a whole lot faster than on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook or wherever, and that's because of the way that their um, I guess their algorithm is. is set up, right? Yep. And they, they uh, there's a lot of talk about the algorithm this algorithm that, but it's really about societal engagement in that app. So people really love TikTok because it's short snippets. The longest that you can do, I think now is 10 minutes, but nobody does 10 minute videos on TikTok, not the bulk of it. It's usually short pithy statements that try to go viral immediately and typically do. So you get amplified really fast. And since there's so much engagement, you're being uh, sent out to, uh, you know, millions of people. Interestingly enough, what was said during the um, congressional hearings was that um, this app isn't in China. So hi Z, thanks for coming by. So does it access your Wi-Fi only if your Wi-Fi is um, open, doesn't have a password? If it if you are connected to it and and um, TikTok is running, then it's it acts like any other app and it will send information through um, your local Wi-Fi. Um, and this goes for thousands upon thousands of other apps you know you could download an app of mine and it's grabbing some telemetry because i want to know about system integrity i want to know about the the uh i guess the capabilities of the software to provide a service in a positive way no no sorry um so z asked the is it okay to we're we're towards the end of the show but um is it okay to say these questions out in the in the stream um 
Because, I, I mean, they're in the chat, but this gets turned into a YouTube video and to a podcast. So um, I want to make sure that it's... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, sarcasm is hard. <laughs> so Z was asking some questions. Um, and I wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page. Um, so, like, uh, if you... And I'll preface it with the Z is saying that they're making fun of the congressional hearing because there were some really silly questions um, and not these aren't really silly um, unless, you know, you you've never allowed yourself to really buy into technology. If you plug your phone into an electrical outlet, does the TikTok access or does TikTok access the electrical grid? Um, not directly. Uh, I mean, your phone powers up, but um, maybe it has the ability to hack uh, the your Wi-Fi connection to get to the grid. Sure, why not? <laughs> hey, if Natanz can get hacked via a USB uh, device that ruined the, centrif uh, the centrifuges that did uranium enrichment for uh, Iran's uh, Natanz nuclear enrichment facility, then uh, zero days exist. Windows right now has a zero day where I know people that are patching thousands upon thousands of Windows systems because the zero day was publicly announced. So ultimately can TikTok do damage they're not going to ruin their business model by doing something that's damaging all of this all of this congressional stuff and the public outcry about TikTok TikTok is doing the same thing that domestic companies are doing except that the prospect of them taking personally identifiable information of US citizens and sending it off to the CCP for data mining is in all of politics, the antithesis of uh, Americana. They, we really don't like the idea and we're not allowed in that system. So we're not allowed like wholesale scooping up data and exfiltrating it to the United States in any other country. So really, why should we allow it here in the States either? It's all funded by Zuckerberg. Yeah. And Soros and, um, who else? I don't know. Uh, there's so many billionaires out there, but the, the problem with this is that they're trying to regulate this out of existence. When it's society, you want TikTok to no longer be of value. A competitor needs to spin up something that's domestic that offers just as much uh, entertainment and value to the people, even more so. And, and again, I'm talking about just it as a business. There is a societal impact on the other side of this, which is um, people are talking about how kids are being made more depressed because of TikTok. Um, adults are... Um, either the amplification of negative or positive emotions are being fomented in TikTok. The algorithm might be poisoning American minds to uh, the, the uh, 
what, how do you want the American way of life and trying to drive people towards socialism? All of that is some other aspect of discussion. This, this little embodiment here in this one article is can a state mandate the removal of an app from the app store because they're the first mover in what I think is rather regressive stopping TikTok for Montanans who probably want to be on TikTok. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you provide a service for customers that want it. You don't force anybody to utilize your service. That's how you end up with WeChat. Everybody has to use it because that's how you get certain things. Uh, you get tickets, you order food, you, um, that's your social credit app. And now that kind of mentality is going to be coming to the United States. And, and I don't want a state saying this app is bad. What I want is society to go, you know what? We don't need TikTok. but that's going to take, we want something like TikTok. We want something like TikTok. but it, it's that people have been groomed into not caring about their privacy. When the previous most powerful social network was Facebook and the leader of Facebook said, Hey, you know what? We don't care about privacy. We're going to play uh, psychological games on you by manipulating your newsfeed to see how you respond. We're going to open it up so that all of the demographics and psychographics uh, of our user base can be accessed by a bunch of researchers and other companies to manipulate marketing and, and send ads your way. And all of this stuff we've groomed the U S citizens into not caring about privacy. And now we're surprised when they don't care about the CCP grabbing all of the U S information. Come on. You can't have it both ways. It's the same people that are that decry uh, being fired at a moment's notice, but not realizing that they are the ones that created the at will concept of employment. You can't have it both ways. You just can't. Anyway, what's going to end up happening with this is it's going to end up in the Supreme Court. And they say as much in the article, um, but this is going to happen I, pretty fast. I suspect um, somebody will move for injunctions and this won't be implemented. I think it wasn't going to be in effect until 2024, if I'm not mistaken, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on that. Yeah, um, January oh, yeah, 1st. 2024. I mean, there's some time before this would come into play, but companies like Apple and Google can't turn this on immediately overnight. Right. Uh, and the blowback, I mean, this is like the, the whole Wyoming thing. It's so oh, regressive. it's exactly like it. Yeah, and, and it's an untenable position. We have a global community. I can access anything around the world from my location. Here in hometown or when I leave, wherever I go, I can access everything in, in Wyoming or Montana or California or China. As long as it can actually be exfiltrated from that region, 
then I can access it. If it's online, I can access it. How they can create a black hole of access around one app is just mind boggling. You want to stop TikTok as a nation, somebody strike up a better solution, offer a better solution and everybody will go over to that. But TikTok is doing a bang up job of fueling people's desire for short, pithy, uh, little videos that just kind of poke your, uh, emotions and you it's titillating. So you watch it again and you just sit there like you're in an opium den and it's just flashing one after another again for hours and hours, like four hours a day. People spend on TikTok. That's like the That's average. <laughs> the amount of engagement is spectacular. No wonder they're making billions of dollars. So, and the solution from the congressional hearings is, well, we're going to spin up something in Texas so that our information is stored domestically. All right. And there's zero chance of this being exfiltrated to the CCP. Well, we're not connected to the CCP. <laughs> yeah, you are. You know, uh, that's, that was basically the dynamic. So at any rate, um, that's where we end up for today's show. Um, and I was going to say something earlier about the previous part, the previous article, um, where somebody apparently, um, <laughs> had the wrong word for arach arachnophobia. Um, and, um, I've, I had never heard of this other rather well i mean it's an offensive term but if you don't even know it exists then it, it's not really a you know you have no idea until you do you don't know what you don't know and uh, and now that i think about it I, I you know maybe i had heard this type of terminology way back you know a decade ago um but there was no reason for it to be in the title of an article and they fixed it um, but the news aggregator doesn't repair, uh, titles of articles. So, um, my art, the article on Omtown still had it. So I'm actually going to be purging it. So it's gone. Um, it won't be on Omtown um, uh, after today's show. So don't worry about that, but it'll be embedded, uh, in the stream. And I, I make no bones about it. The moment that I knew what that word meant, I um, acknowledged it and um, we'll be more careful in the future. But um, I even said when I read the article, I was like, wait, doesn't that, doesn't fear of spiders mean ar arachnophobia? Um, so did I, but I didn't look up the other term. Yeah. So anyway, apologies for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it definitely won't happen again. And if, I, if you run across an article that has some offensive term in it, um, and it's abundantly clear that it's uh, a mistake or it's intentional or whatever, you know, just let the mayor know, just send an email to mayor at hometown.com. I'll get it and I'll take the necessary steps to remedy the problem. So, Hey, 400 plus. 460 uh, episodes and never had that problem until today. So I guess we're doing all right. Um, hey Z, thank you very much for coming and hanging out. Uh, there are a few others uh, in chat and I, that you're probably lurking back there. 
Um, thanks. I really do appreciate it. If you're new here, I cover along with the AI that runs uh, Ometown, um, about an hour, hour and a half of news every day nowadays. Um, and it's typically 10 articles. And what we do is um, I run Ometown um, as the mayor. It has six main categories, 50 channels, all of which I want to bring here to Twitch. Um, I'm actually looking at the chat. So if you see me looking at something, it's because of that. And, uh, I, but I also do, uh, games from time to time, VR from time to time. Um, but most of the time I'm talking about the news. It's very dynamic. It's uh, very interesting to me to consume just a massive amount of news, about 200 sources, uh, constantly. And, um, then we grab about 10, um, throughout the day and, um, talk about them, add our value to it, whatever our perspective might be, our experience. Uh, we've been around the block, so we've interacted with a lot of this. Um, and um, yeah, uh, what we normally do at the end of the show, though, is we bring you back to the welcome sign of hometown and we click the name and it refreshes. And, you know, maybe we'll find something really interesting to talk about. This is something that I wanted to talk about, but I th I'm not sure why I, I didn't grab it for today. Uh, maybe we can talk about it tomorrow. Um, there's a, a lot of people that are bent out of shape because um, a, a personalized beer was given to one person and apparently their happiness um, actually upsets people and, and they, they can't be happy because somebody else is happy or acknowledged. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of that kind of stuff, but we talk about games, um, and, uh, news, business, society, technology. Um, Hey, look, FAA gives okay for SpaceX's starship test flight from Texas. I saw that. I was thinking of flagging it for tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see. Um, there's a, a lot of news that flows through it and then we'll end up uh, talking about it and feel free to go over to hometown.showbot.tv. You can vote for the articles that you find are interesting. We keep that in mind uh, as we parse all of our news. Hey, maybe everybody in hometown would be uh, interested in this article kind of thing. Um, and if you ever have questions or comments, you can send me an email or you can post it in chat, go over to YouTube, Leave a comment there, like, subscribe, ring the bell. The podcast exists. Um, there's a Discord, but I don't do anything on it, really. <laughs> um, and don't forget, the podcast is everywhere, not just Apple. It's it's all over the place. So just do a search for Hometown Podcast, and you'll find it. Okay, that's it. That's it. Enough of the soapbox. Thank you very much, all of you, for coming. I will see you tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern maybe uh later tonight um and uh maybe all day tomorrow really depends on if i can get some hometown work done okay that's it you want to say bye good night hometown citizens we'll see you tomorrow 9 p.m eastern right on take care z see you later <laughs>